And good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? It's been a very, very long time. If you case have forgotten, my name is good old JR, Junior, Juan, whatever you guys want to talk about, however you guys want to pronounce me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the newest season of the All Sports Talk podcast. It is so good to talk to you guys again. I know, I know. Sorry, I have been away for some time. You know, a lot has happened in my life lately, but everything is okay. And we're all good. Good things, not bad things. Just because I've been away doesn't mean something's been bad. It's just, it's all been good things. Working on my life, working on trying to improve, working on everything. Working on everything I could, but it is so good to talk to you guys again. To give you guys the content that you guys deserve. It is so awesome to see you guys, talk to you guys. I've missed you guys as well. You know, thank you for the lovely comments. You know, when are you putting up your shows again? You know, I want to thank all of you that are keeping in touch with me. And, you know, thank you so much for following all my social media pages and everything. But it is awesome to talk to you guys in this type of platform again. I have missed you guys so much. And now it's season three. Man, Season three, and it's so awesome to talk to you guys. So let's get to it. You know, we know what we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah, baby. NFL recap show. It's week one. The games were yesterday, and well, they started Thursday, but the full slate of games were Sunday, and today we end up week one on a Monday night football matchup between the visiting Baltimore Ravens taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. But let's recap here. Let's recap here of what we saw so far in week one. Tampa Bay. Are they really as dominant as people say they are? Or were they lucky to escape the win? Remember, Tampa Bay was supposed to run all over the NFC. They brought their starters back. They got better in the draft and yada, yada, yada. They look good in preseason, yada, yada, yada. Dallas almost won. The Cowboys... With the high-powered offense of self-proclaimed best wide receiver in the league, Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb looked amazing. They did not run Zeke, though. That is something we are going to have to talk about. But Dak Prescott looks good. The offensive line uh, could be a work in progress. They did give up 14 pressures on Thursday night um, compared to Tampa's 8. I know in contraspect. When you try to compare and contrast, you know, 14-8, what's the difference? It makes a big difference, you know. One of those pressures caused Dak Prescott to throw that interception. And after a while, just seeing the offensive line just started to get obliterated down the stretch. And Dallas's defense, again, they did everything they could. But you can tell that they are young. They are getting their feet back under them due to injuries and all that stuff. But overall, great performance. <clears throat> Very great performance. I was very impressed with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers. But again, a minute 24 is way too much time to let Tom Brady have the clock and yada, yada, yada. But I I was impressed by Dallas, more so than Tampa Bay. I think if the defense can get better, the offensive line can just start shaping up a little bit, cut down on the pressures. I 
truly believe they can walk away with the NFC East, which is kind of a big thing because it it just, you know, it's one of those divisions that you just don't know what's going to happen. This division is you have to keep your eye on it every single week because stuff can change immediately. So you always have to keep your eyes on that. Now, let's go on to some, uh, but overall, good job by Dallas. Let's go on to some Sunday games. Let's go on to this segment I like to call winners and losers. There, Of course, you know, it's easy to put the winners on the winner side and it's always good to put the losers on the loser side. But let's talk about the real winners, the real winners and the real losers. The first loser I have is the NFL schedule makers. The NFL schedule makers, what are you guys doing? How are you going to tell me that the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams was going to be your first primetime game on Sunday night when we clearly had the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cleveland Browns? Anybody see that game? Anybody see that game? It just goes to show there's no thing as a safe lead against Kansas City. They've been down as much as 24. And they, you know, it's, there's no such thing as a lead safe. But the losers in this, the NFL schedule makers, how in the hell are you going to put this Los Angeles Rams going up against the Chicago Bears as your week one primetime matchup? Everybody's hyped. Everybody's hyped. Everybody's ready to go. And you put that game, you're going to put that game as your week one matchup? Seriously? You're going to put that. We just we saw the Browns taking on the Chiefs and the Browns almost coming away with it had it not been for costly turnovers. Don't get me wrong. It's always good. Sunday Night Football, we're always going to watch, but I just think they could have made a little better selection. Uh, loser number two, Todd Downing. Uh, you know, for, for some of you that don't know who Todd Downing is, uh, he is the offensive coordinator of the uh, Tennessee Titans. When you have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry, and all you can muster is, let me check here, 13 points. When all you can muster is 13 points. Yeah. Um, that's not going to cut it, man. Luckily, luckily, the Colts lost. You're pretty much your only biggest threat. They lost to Seattle at home. So you guys got lucky there. You just guys just got super embarrassed against the Arizona Cardinals. And kudos to them. They, they came out right out of the gate. They came out right out of the gate swinging. And kudos to them for stopping Derrick Henry. Kudos to them for shutting out Julio Jones. Kudos to them for... Shutting down A.J. Brown and that whole offense. I mean, you know, Chandler Jones, just amazing. But we're going back to Todd Downing here. We'll get to Arizona in a bit. Todd Downing, you have at your disposal one of the up-and-comers wide receivers in the NFL. Arguably the best running back in the league. And you have a future Hall of Famer in Julio Jones. And all you can muster is 13 points. 13 points. Points. 
And I get it. I talk to my friends, you know, it's like, well, the Tennessee Titans are all offense. They're just like the Dallas Cowboys, all offense, no defense. Tennessee didn't look like they had any of that yesterday. They didn't have offense, defense, special teams. They didn't have a prayer. They didn't have a shot. They didn't have a life. They didn't have a pulse. You kidding me? They didn't have anything. It was very embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. That, that, that's my second loser, the Tennessee Titans. They just flat out looked embarrassing. They flat out looked embarrassing yesterday. And this could be overreaction. You know, maybe Arizona just caught them on a good day and everything. Maybe Arizona just caught the Tennessee Titans. We'll see what happens in week two. But I am very scared. I am very scared because the defense for Arizona was stacked. So if this is going to be a continuing trend... All those people that placed bets on the Titans to win the Super Bowl and were Super Bowl favorites? Nah, not this time. Not this time. Not this time. But my biggest loser, my biggest loser of week one, the Buffalo Bills. Oh my goodness, the Buffalo Bills. All I keep hearing and hearing and hearing all offseason from Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. Josh Allen is MVP. The Buffalo Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to look good. We're going to get better. You, you lost to Big Ben. Let's just put it out there. You didn't lose to Najee Harris. You didn't lose to the offensive line. You lost to Big Ben. The running game was non-existent again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their wide receivers were okay. You guys lost to Big Ben. And that Steelers defense. Say what you want. Say what you want about the, the Steelers offensive line. They had a reshuffle and everything. Um, yada, 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 yeah. TJ Watt. Oh, got it, got it, got it. You know, you say what you want. The offensive line's reshuffled, no running game, and the wide receivers played decently well. But to me, the Buffalo Bills, really? At home, Bills Mafia behind you. That's your MVP. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is really shameful. Again, this could be overreaction week one. But for you to be at home against a team who faltered. (laughs) Let me put this nicely. To a team who literally disintegrated before our very eyes up into the playoffs. Got embarrassed at Cleveland. That was the last time we saw them. Go into your house. Into the Buffalo Bills Mafia's house. And slapped you. From East Rutherford all the way to 9th Street. Just slapped you silly. And I'm not even going to say that Pittsburgh looks good. They just have a really strong defense. And eventually they score because the other offense is tired and worn out. And the other defenses are just tired and worn out. That's what it looked like to me. There was no excuses for Buffalo not to win this game yesterday. The Pittsburgh Steelers had a reshuffled offensive line, a rookie running back, 
a very, very old quarterback back there. And truly nobody at the number one at wide receiver or tight end option. They're, yeah, they're good. But it's like, you know, the, I'm not going to say that one of them can be a number one down the road. I'm just saying, damn, all that defense and you can't stop one wide receiver? Like, really? Big Ben just beat you guys outright silly? Oof, Buffalo. And Miami's the only one that won in the AFC East yesterday. So here we go. These divisions are going to get weird. It's exactly what everybody said it is. The NFC West is hard. The AFC East is a toss-up. The NFC East is a toss-up. Buffalo should run away with this because they are the better team in that division. But from what I saw yesterday, I can't tell. I hope week two they have a way better answer because that was flat out embarrassing. Flat out embarrassing. Let's go to some winners in uh, for week one. So the first winner to me, it, it's, uh, I have to say it, it's Arizona. It's Arizona. Do you understand what just happened, what we just saw yesterday? Kyler Murray was responsible for five touchdowns of Arizona's yesterday. Kyler, Kyler freaking Murray. Yes, that Kyler Murray who was indecisive between choosing baseball and football scored a third total of five touchdowns. He was responsible, whether it was throwing or rushing, responsible for the five touchdowns at hand. DeAndre Hopkins looks like the number one wide receiver again. And that defense, did you see that Arizona defense? Chandler Jones finally has some help to where he's not double teamed, sometimes even triple teamed. Chandler Jones one-on-one is a problem, and Taylor Lewan said it his best. I got exposed. Yeah, well, don't feel bad, Taylor Lewan. He does that to everybody. Do not feel bad, my man. It happens. It happens. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you're taking this as motivation, but do not, do not get embarrassed. Do not let the haters get to you. Chandler Jones, if you leave him one-on-one, he just does that to everybody. But let's give it up for Arizona. They looked like a stacked team. Isaiah Simmons, Savay Collins, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. That's a good front seven. They were getting after Ryan Tannehill. They were just beating him up. And if this is the continuation, then watch out. The NFC West has got a whole lot harder. Whew. That was a good win. That's my first winner, Arizona. They just looked, they looked like a dominant team yesterday. We'll see what happens when the competition gets a little even, though. We'll see how it goes. Uh, my second winner. My second winner. Uh, you're actually not going to believe I'm actually going to say this, but my second winner of this week it's Cleveland it's Cleveland it's the Cleveland Browns uh listen I get it no no lead is safe no lead is safe when it comes to uh to Kansas City but let's look at let's look at what just happened had Cleveland not created those turnovers had Cleveland not 
stop the turnovers. Had Cleveland not did the turn the ball over, whether it was fumble, interceptions, or anything like that, we're talking about a totally different game. Nick Chubb was dominating the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Call it what you want. Nick Chubb was dominating the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense was getting after Patrick Mahomes. At one point, at what point, they were up by double digits. It's, it phantoms the idea to me that maybe the and maybe brownies were right. Maybe the Browns are us closer to the Chiefs than we think we really are. I thought it. I I had this weird gut that man, maybe these are the same old Browns, all hype and no results. No, no, I'm buying into the hype. I am buying into the hype because those Browns looked amazing yesterday. They looked amazing with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry doing his freaking thing, Austin Hooper doing his little bits in here. I I really like that other guy though. They got the. From Florida Atlantic. I keep forgetting the name of that tight end. I think Brian, I believe it was, but I mean an old Dell again. But it didn't matter. They looked in sync. They looked ready to go. The offensive line looked amazing. Jedrick Willis did have to leave the game though, so hopefully he's ready to rock and roll for uh next week's for the Browns game. But I gotta go with the Browns here. They looked amazing. They look like they can keep up with the Chiefs. Right now, it looks like Cleveland can really keep up with the Chiefs. I hope we get to see this matchup again in the playoffs. It would be just amazing. It would be just amazing to see this. So sign me up for that playoff game. Browns, Chiefs, playoffs again. I'm all for it. I got to give my kudos to the Browns. They deserve a lot of respect yesterday. I'm not one for moral victories, but that was as good as it was going to get. Now, my last winner. My last winner here. The two rookie quarterbacks that didn't start yesterday. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Um, the reason I say that, there were three rookie quarterbacks that started yesterday's games. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. And there was two that sat on the bench that was taken in the first round. Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Uh, I'm going to put it to you like this. They did more in their limited snaps than what those three did in their full games. Um, wow. You know, it's easy to say that, you know, people are going to hear this and be like, well, how crazy is that? I mean, how, why would you choose the two quarterbacks that didn't even play the full snaps? You know, you had San Francisco dominating. You had this and that. Yeah, but they were supposed to be. They were supposed to beat the Lions, and they almost lost that. They almost gave up the tie for that. And I get it. There's another loser, too, Minnesota. How do you lose to the Bengals? It's Minnesota. You can't really trust them that much. But no, truly, my last winners are the two quarterbacks that did not play yesterday at all full games. We're looking way better than the three that did. And I got to say this much. Kudos to them. They deserve every single praise this week. Train Lance, Justin Fields deserve every single praise. They did everything they were supposed to. They look sharp. They look ready to go in the limited snaps that they did look. While Trevor Lawrence, 
I get it. First game, I get it. But when there's already reports out there of rifts between you and Urban Meyer and the, or how Urban Meyer is already losing the locker room, you know, here's my thing. For, here's my rule for drafting when you draft number one. When you draft the number one player, you have to draft a guy that, one, is a great football player. He's going to be one of the greatest to ever do it. And, two, can elevate the roster when there's no talent around him. Let me repeat that. Elevate a roster when there is no talent around him. That's the sign of a true number one. After yesterday, I get it. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he looked okay. But he looked terrible. That was garbage touchdowns that Houston gave to him. Garbage. Said it once and I said it before. I didn't think Trevor Lawrence was very deserving of the number one overall pick. And now with Urban Meyer doing this and the rift between the locker room, give it what you want. Now, today, those are those were my three winners, three losers. So, you know, we'll see what happens week two. Maybe something will change out of that thing. Now, we do have another game tonight. It is Monday Night Football, week one, Monday Night Football. This is how we close out. This is how we close out week one in style, baby. In Las Vegas, Nevada, in that beautiful, beautiful $3 billion stadium between the Baltimore Ravens and the home team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, this game is very interesting. It has been a very interesting way to get here. The Baltimore Ravens have dealt with injuries after injuries after injuries on the running back positions. And we just found out yesterday that Josh Jacobs has been listed as questionable because of illness so we don't know if it's covid or whatever the case is but he is questionable so we'll see how it goes today with him now baltimore they have suffered a lot they have suffered a lot of injuries they have suffered 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 losing jk dobbins gus edwards marcus peters justice hill all to freaking ACLs, man. But they do have Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray, so it's okay. You know, I think that, uh, granted, they haven't been in the system. They are still veteran players that know how to play the game. And I think they're going to be okay. I still think they're going to be okay. Now, the Raiders, on the other hand, they, is, they are as healthy as they can be as they did not play no starters in any of their preseason games, no starters whatsoever. Offense, defense, none. None. And I think that could be an advantage to Baltimore. I think this could be an advantage to Baltimore only due to the fact because Baltimore last year was the team that blitzed the most, 55% of their snaps, all defense, all defensive snaps ended up being 55% blitzes. And they and I John Harbaugh is no dummy. He knows the Raiders have Colton Miller, a second-year man in John Simpson, a new rookie, Andre James, somewhat of a good guard in Denzel Good, and a rookie right tackle, Alex Leatherwood. He is no dummy. This defense is going to come hard against the Raiders' young, inexperienced offensive line. They're going to go hard. They're going to come fast. They're going to blitz very quickly, and they're going to get that offense. If, if Josh Jacobs cannot go, that gives no shot for Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs to do their thing. 
even Henry, even on Henry Ruggs' best day, I mean, we're, what are we talking about? 42 yards? Yeah, whatever. That's like fourth string wide receiver numbers right there, so we'll see. But at this defense that I suspect to just dismantle the offensive line for the Raiders, I expect them to come really fast, really quick, off the edges, up in the middle, inexperienced on all left to right. Colton Miller is the most experienced one, and he's only been there for three years. This will be his fourth season starting. John Simpson's a second-year man. Andre James has been on the squad for three years as a backup. Denzel Good can play guard and tackle. That's always good. He really did do well. Replacement for uh, Trent Brown when he went down. And then, again, Alex Leatherwood is a rookie. So he's going to have some growing pains on the right side. I expect this to be a terrible night for the Raiders at home. I got Baltimore winning this one. 35-7. to 35-7 to seven is going to be my prediction. I just have no faith in this offensive line for the Raiders. Only due to the fact that they did not practice together. They practiced together, but they did not play in preseason. So it's going to be a terrible day. It's just going to be one of those terrible days for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think that's how it's going to end up. I think the Baltimore is going to totally obliterate the Raiders tonight on Monday Night Football. No question. Lamar Jackson alone has more talent than 40. Pretty much put it like this. He has more talent than 40, more than 46 players on our roster. The only one that can equal to his talent, Josh Jacobs, Daniel Waller, A.J. Cole, Trent Sieg, Daniel Carlson, maybe Trayvon Mullen. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but other than that, that is it for t- the show today, you guys. It is so awesome. To- again, it is so awesome to talk to you guys again. P- welcome to season three of the show. I, you know, I missed you guys so much doing this every single day for you guys. And this is going to be an everyday thing. We'll be back tomorrow morning. You know, same place, same time. You know, we're going to try to get you guys in the morning ready to go. But above all else, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything, for all the wonderful comments, the I miss you nots, you know, all of it. It is so fun to talk to you guys again. And I look forward to talking to you guys for the rest of this football season. We also have baseball coming up. Hockey's back in a month. Baseball playoffs are here almost. And basketball is just right around the corner too. So we are coming back strong. We are coming back with a full slate. I cannot wait. I want to thank you guys again. Thank you so much for everything. It is so good to talk to you guys. We will see you guys later. I'm out.